0: Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Nate Bechtel. Uh, And he came to talk to me about his love of travel and uh, his experiences living abroad, uh, which were both unique and exciting to talk about. I have a little bit of a broad experience, so I was able to kind of go tit for tat in some places. Though I did realize that I have been to Olympia, Greece, and don't think I've ever been to Athens. So I'm an idiot who confused those two places so when he asks me about Athens you will hear me stumble over my words because I didn't go there anyway now that that's out of the way uh, I, met, I met Nate through the Uh he was coming to a lot of Your Stories events that we do uh, including this Sunday the 21st at the public house at 7pm with special guest uh, past guest of MBSing Elliot Serrano telling a story with us, and uh, those are every third Sunday of the month. Nate came to a lot, still does come to a lot, that's how we met originally. He is one of a, a big group of people who all went to Christopher Newport University together, um, including Sawyer headpiece past guest of the show, who's Nate's roommate. Um, so it's kind of one of those like college... Uh, transporting many of their members here to Chicago after they all graduated together. They've kind of filtered into the city. Um, so that's a fun little origin story. Uh, but Nate and I shared a lot of chats. Um, I kept it a lot of the uh, TV talk from up top, so enjoy that. But I'll consider a bonus content um, before we get into the travel times, um, I think this is really enjoyable, and the thing that kind of sticks out the most is just, like, Nate's perspective on the nature of the United States versus, uh, foreign countries, uh, he, he has spent a lot of time, uh, in Europe specifically, but there's some other, um, Middle Eastern, uh, swear experience there as well so it was fun to kind of pick his brain about all of it um so enjoy this episode I can't remember the last time I went abroad uh and I thought about it yesterday when I was trying to donate blood um and then the blood the phlebotomist I guess she's a phlebotomist uh was trying to find my vein found it I gave a little bit of blood, then the needle either moved or my veins moved, and she rooted around in there a good bit, and lost it, and I couldn't donate blood anymore, so I gave some that had to just be thrown away, now I have to wait six weeks to try to give blood again. You try to do a good thing, and every once in a while, it just ain't gonna happen, but uh, I guess this is a PSA, give blood. Even if you may get a pretty gruesome looking bruise as a result. Because blood is a thing that can help other people. And what is a bruise? But a thing that will go away in a few days. Um, anyway, that's, that's, just, that's just me talking. Hope that didn't uh, gross anybody out. I know some people are weird with needles. But if you are weird with blood, you should definitely come to Splatter Theater every Saturday night from now until Halloween night uh, at 10 p.m. at the Annoyance Theater. God, that show was fun. Speaking of fun shows at the Annoyance, I have another one on Tuesdays at 9.30 now with a group called Sight Unseen. Uh, the The title of that run is Global Warming is a Myth, which makes me giggle. Um, but we're booking a lot of fun openers. We may do some uh, solo stuff ourselves as members of that group. Come check that out. I I cannot explain how much I admire all the people that I'm playing with. Um, it's just kind of a a group that's just starting to play together, but with a lot of experience involved. Um, and our first show last night was, was a total blast, so I'm just really excited about that come check that out uh my oft forgotten squall at the playground has a show this friday night at 10 p.m uh i don't not plug them because i don't want to it's just because our shows are so sporadic that it's hard to so check out squalls upcoming shows on the playground website is the best way to keep in touch with us and uh never forget that squall um but yeah uh come check out shows Listen to uh, Nerdalog's podcast, so I was on the recent um, cast, which I always have a great time doing those, and uh, come see our show Thursday the 25th with the Double Clicks at the Public House Theater at 7, and also enjoy this chat with uh, Nate Bechtel. But the guy was like, yeah, I just like, I like sports, so I can't really get into them, but what I really fucking like is Doctor Who, and I want to be able to go to a bar and, like, watch Doctor Who premieres with all my friends and, like, get really jazzed about it and (laughs) hang out and be drinking beers. Like, he, he, you know, and I was like, yeah. To be
1: fair, of all the places to do that with, Chicago could most likely see that happen.
0: Right, and I mean, I think viewing parties
1: are becoming a more common thing. Especially since... Uh, in my opinion, TV's getting better and better. Yeah. Like we're seeing less and less formulaic shows, uh-huh. which is nice. I, for one, I feel in a minority because I'm just actively rooting for the death of sitcoms. Oh really. Like I will appreciate like comedies that's still around. Like Always Sunny is completely different. Uh-huh. That's sitcom but isn't, and yeah. then shows like Orange is the New Black was really great it's and great. super funny. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm uh, actively like sitting there every time, like coming up for Fox Dads yeah. with Seth Green, or like The Big Bang Theory. I'm just like, one day we'll be free. Yeah, I, although John Mulaney's show looks.
0: I do want to watch Mulaney. I was just about to say that, like all of the well, it's also, good comedies that I can think of that are on right now he's, are not he's
1: sitcoms. Insanely talented. and great. Well, it's just the moment in the trailer where Martin Short walks through a door and you're just like, oh. Martin
0: Short, you back on TV, you <laughs> this is silly be awesome. You silly poo boo. Oh. Uh yeah, but I think all of the really lauded comedies, as far as like in the comedy world, not necessarily in as ratings go, are not sitcom format. Oh, They're yeah, like Which is great. Broad Cities and So like,
1: fucking which good. Is incredible.
0: Like one I think what my what I've
1: been upset because alright, so like Hulu stopped showing yeah. it and like it disappeared for a while. Apparently Amazon Prime will have it again. Uh, but just like something got lost. Like I started yeah, really
0: oh it's so good. I haven't I tried seen the last two. The last one I
1: saw them. was The Wedding
0: Oh, which is the last two are great. so good. Uh, I yeah, I was trying to rewatch it some, and it was online, or it was on Hulu for a while, or like on the Comedy Central website, and then it was just gone again.
1: Which is weird.
0: You, I want them to like let more people watch it. It's so it's, good. Yeah,
1: no, I'm upset because I haven't been able to watch that. And FX shows are on Hulu. Oh, which
0: yeah, which has been killing
1: me because. I don't know why, because I'll openly be like, I don't think it's the best show ever, but I love watching it, but Sons of Anarchy is doing its last season right now. I've heard really good
0: things about that show, actually.
1: It's super weird, and, like, you'll talk to people who have very, like, critical taste or, like, Mm -hmm. someone who's so into indie art films, Mm -hmm. and even they will be like, it's a good show. Yeah. It's not, like... It's not like critics are raving about like uh-huh. breaking bad work uh-huh. or like that, but there's It's just... not
0: winning. I mean, uh has it uh it's Katie Siegel Katie
1: Siegel, yes. Has it she either just, like yeah, been nominated she's for Elliot? She deserves. Yeah. Like Katie Siegel she's probably one of the just most impressive jobs in there it's written by her husband oh i didn't realize that the showrunner is her husband that's cool and so the part was actually written for her i think
0: that's awesome and i feel like that those are the relationships in hollywood that interest me the most yeah are those like director actress or vice versa like every once in a while it happens in the other way of like direct like uh Jennifer Westfelt has done that before, where she's like written parts. She's uh, John Hamm's, uh, like not wife, but they, there's yeah, yeah, domestic partnership, um,
1: uh, and she's written roles for him as well. I yeah. I don't know what that uh, is. My favorite, my uh, favorite, uh, like TV couple has to be Nick Offerman and
0: Megan Mullally. Yes. Of course,
1: oh, of they're course, they're the best.
0: If they ever like, I yeah, I will say I probably have two. One is like. Couples where both people are comedians and the other is, like, a director and an actor pairing. I don't know. I just, like, I like that idea of, like, let me create something for you.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also, they're so so open about talking about each other, which is what makes the Nick and Megan one just so good is that Nick Offerman will openly just be, like, say very depraved things about his wife in an interview. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) It's good because, like... Oh, no, Nick Offerman seems awesome. He's in his 40s, and all he wants to do is work, make fart jokes, and have sex with his wife. Good for him. like, more power to you, Nick. A great life. (laughs) Thank you, Parks and Rec. Exactly. Although, I will always remember, so it... All right, so I saw him at the music box when oh, he yeah. premiered an indie flick. I
0: saw that too. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I was
1: visiting the city. And I was just hanging with Kyle. This oh, was that's before so I moved funny. here. Yeah. So we went to that. The uh, I, I think someone up there likes yeah,
0: me. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So you were there when? uh, So you know the Q and A afterwards. Uh huh. Remember when someone asked him about his opinions on a highway for wolves? And then he just shot down the question. He just went, no. And the audience started laughing like, it just seemed like an out there moment. Uh-huh. That's a West Wing joke.
0: Oh, my god! He gosh. was in, like, the
1: second episode of the West Wing That's as crazy. a crazy environmental guy who was like, this is how we should save wolves. Oh, We my build a highway god. for them
0: nick offerman wolf <laughs> highway yes that's so funny and
1: it like struck me months later when i was watching that episode i was gonna I just, say just, what,
0: were you just like holy, revisiting?
1: well i was also i was just like holy shit that wasn't a douchebag in the audience. That it was, was just slur.
0: someone making a really specific West Wing reference <laughs> that, and Nick Offer yeah. was just like, no, uh, thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: that would've been great. And
0: also... But also, that was probably 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, that Do you was, think he has a recollection of that? I think, you he, think ma- he knows. I
1: think if he spent, like, a t- two days in shooting where he just had to talk about Wolf okay, highways, he may that? have okay. been,
0: Okay, like, okay. I wasn't sure if it was, like, that... How, how big of a... Uh storyline it was on the show or it,
1: it was just like a throwaway scene, but you know he had to spend like a day filming it and he had to spend a day being the idiot in right, the scene. Right. Which he probably was like, yeah. Uh. It was like I bet he thought he hates that more than the scene when he was naked in Deadwood. Like <laughs> that was idiot. that was another thing. It was like, oh see Nick Offerman's dick. Okay. <laughs> All right,
0: Deadwood. Deadwood's another show that I really need to watch.
1: It's For me, I was like, watch the first season. It's just so great. And then the second season just kind of goes places, but there never really seems to be an end game with it. Like, they're just going and going. But, like, Ian McShane is awesome. Oh, I like him. Timothy Oliphant is okay. He's – imagine if his – justified character was just angry the whole time that's that's him in deadwood
0: angry it's, it's
1: the Timmy. worst version of justified timothy oliphant which is the best timothy oliphant. <laughs> i love i love justified uh, so much that show is good that's
0: another show that i know i need to see it's but just i've never
1: seen fx again hulu doesn't have it it's bullshit right
0: they're hard to access well
1: it's also i've been dying to watch the strain
0: Yeah, which is
1: the Guillermo del Toro vampire show. Uh huh. It has Corey Stoll from House of Cards, and it's just like the vampires are ugly monsters, and they look like. I've
0: seen. Um, I've seen the cover or the like photo for it, poster or whatever. Oh yeah, they had on like websites, and it is horrible. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! It's like some sort of insect coming out of an eyeball and I'm like, like get that out of of my face! Well,
1: I'm just personally... Yeah, it's the worms that are like there. Yeah,
0: get that out of my face. I'm just
1: personally so happy because... I enjoy that FX has let that and American Horror Story in. Right. And just, American Horror Story, I haven't seen the third season yet, but that is one of my favorite shows on TV. I've
0: I've only seen parts of the third season, because that was Coven,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen most of Coven. Um... I just really enjoy the anthology nature of it. Yeah, but it's I do. I
0: think it's cool to the revamp every season. second
1: season. May be my favorite piece of television.
0: Wow, what's I, that one about? That's
1: Asylum. Okay, that's the Asylum. The first one, the first season was okay. I was a little torn up on how uh, the character that Evan Peters plays in the first one. Is despicable, mm. but he's... I, I do think
0: that's really cool that they take a lot of the same actors from season to season but have them play different characters. Oh, yeah, and that's it's so cool. Evan
1: Peters was a despicable character in the first one, and in the second one, he is probably the only good person. That's in interesting, it, that's it really is,
0: cool to it's, follow this.
1: The second season was also fantastic because they, um, what they did was every character had their own storyline mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And it gave a great amount of complexity to the characters, I thought, in the fact that one character who was the protagonist of their own one was the overbearing, just enemy to the other person
0: yeah so they'd see it
1: and it was just such like a like natural a thing yeah thing. <laughs> jessica lang was the administrator of the asylum. Uh, the asylum at the start of the show and so she had her own issues that she was trying to sort out she was she had disagreements and was suspicious of another staff member mm. but at the same time they showed her almost like nurse nurse ratchet to the oh,
0: interesting!
1: And so you have those dynamics playing around, and then you just also have like this character storyline is yeah. aliens, while this one is a possession story. Oh, so there's you can also really do anything, yeah. With and then this guy's making zombies here, and so. But the f- amazing thing is, I don't want to give anything away. But by the time you get to the end of the show, every single supernatural element is gone
0: whoa
1: they i the way they ended it and wrapped it up i thought was magnificent and like that was the season like one of their actors got an emmy which he deserved he it was the guy who played dr arden who was the creepy mad scientist Uh but like who was obsessed with one of the nuns but in like a way that (laughs) after (laughs) after things go evil like he, it's just pathetic oh, and sad no. and like heartbreaking. So you see lots of facets oh.
0: of it. That's yeah, cool. it
1: that's that what, sounds really good. It was such a rich experience, which made me like. It could be melodramatic. It could be that. Yeah. But I just thought that second season was the best use of the way they were writing
0: that's awesome it was great. i that sounds amazing i I shied away from it for a long time. The only reason I've seen what the parts of the third season that I have were because my roommate, I'm just not a like I'm not one for horror fare. Yeah, uh, I don't enjoy being disturbed or scared by things. That's uh, the one
1: thing I'll say: is that show isn't that scary. And that's it's they go for the creepy.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely there's definitely nothing. The well, scariest
1: thing is the opening. Yeah, <laughs> which is always just the acid dream of a person I never want to be in an <laughs> elevator with. <laughs> they they are always disturbing. And just like, it's like I'm watching that surrealist film that Salvador Dali helped make where they like cut open someone's eye. Oh, God. It's just like the worst.
0: God, yeah, that's how I, that's how I always felt about Are You Friend in the Dark, too. Yeah. Like, I would watch, I would watch, like, most episodes of Are You Friend in the Dark, but that intro was creepy as hell. I know,
1: right? Mm. Oh, it was so good. And that, that intro scared me away from that show for so long. Me too!
0: I would change the channel, because I'd be like, no, no, can't watch the intro, too no, scary. I would just
1: watch that. It was also, <laughs> alright, just because we are on the 90s, it's super funny, last night we watched uh jungle to jungle
0: yes uh
1: man of the house
0: oh my god and then
1: they put on blank check but like that was the one of the films that just skipped me and i had no nostalgia blank check? yeah
0: oh i love i love blank I, check. I never saw that one. Oh, it's okay I, I, it was but jungle jungle
1: man of the house oh, oh yeah for right sure here. hell yeah um, <laughs> hello you <laughs> <laughs> but we were also pointing out how like the ones that deserved each other were like had Chevy Chase been taken out of Jungle to uh, out of Man of the House mm-hmm. and been the dad figure in Jungle to Jungle and just straight yes. up loved his son. Yes. Like they deserved each other so bad. Yeah. Let's address this in Man of the House. The child is a fucking sociopath who deserves oh, everything wrong to happen. For to sure,
0: him. that kid is terrible. <laughs> and like, and you kind of find it like towards the end of the movie, he's like, "I just thought you would uh, like wrap us all up yes. and uh, squeeze all of our bitter organs out of our bodies like a tube of toothpaste." And the guy, the, the bad guy's like, "Wow." Like you're
1: fucking twisted. <laughs> I don't
0: know exactly what he says, but you know what I'm talking no. about. It's that moment where you're like, "Oh yeah, this kid is disturbed."
1: No, that kid, and that kid's an asshole. Yeah, fuck him. He's not 11. You can feel that older mind behind those eyes. <laughs> All right, we should probably talk about yeah. what you're having me sit down for.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that as well. Now that we got uh, Jungle, Jungle movies, and sports. Man of the House out of the way. Uh, My guest today is Nate Bechtel.
1: Hi!
0: He's going to be talking to me about his love of travel. Yes. And uh, living abroad. Yes. And everything
1: therein. Yeah, so uh, my father is an employee of the U.S. State Department, so I've been lucky enough to grow up overseas. I lived in three other countries. I grew up in Germany. And, uh, Greece in, and uh, in Austria. Cool. So I lived in Munich, Athens, and Vienna.
0: That's awesome. Yes. I've actually been to Athens of the three. When did you go? Uh, 2008.
1: 2008. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was it like in the city by then? What did it look like?
0: Um, like I'm trying to, I went to a bunch of cities like back to back to back. So in, I'm, I'll try to like uh narrow in on what that one was like specifically i would say like a little touristy um but also uh like bustly type you know european city well
1: it's just so weird because i lived there in 2001 Mm -hmm. And I was only, we were only in Athens for a few months. My dad actually had a heart episode. Oh, wow. He was working uh, secure. He was not working security. He was in attachment with the Greek Olympic team for the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics. Cool. While I was there, he experienced a heart episode, which prompted us to fly back to the States. He had some surgery done. And my dad's very well. He has a stint in his heart and he's... My got, dad has more than one. Yeah. And he has a Mustang convertible that is his heart medication. <laughs> Whenever he's feeling upset, he drives.
0: That's so funny. Um,
1: it's actually... All right. So while we were in Athens, stationed at there was actually a CIA officer by the name of Gust Avocados, who was played by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the film Charlie Wilson's War.
0: Whoa! I've seen, uh, I've seen the. Be- I've never seen the whole thing.
1: Oh, it's it's a pretty good film. Yeah, it's very good.
0: I've heard that.
1: Um, it's I've seen also, the first like
0: thirty minutes or so.
1: It's also it, if you watch it, it's a testament to Philip Seymour Hoffman because my dad, on seeing the film, said that is Gust. Really? That is Gust, hundred percent, except for one thing. At the end of the movie, uh, Gust gives this uh, toast. Uh, that's just fuck them at the end of it to a room full of people and they're all having champagne and they're really happy about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But my dad was like, that's the one part that's not true. Gust doesn't swear in front of women. Gust swears a mile a minute, but he doesn't in front of women. That's so
0: funny. Uh,
1: Yeah, and so... What would you
0: say his last name was?
1: Avocados. That's what I
0: I thought you said. (laughs) Gust Avocados. Like, that sounds like a fake name. I'm probably
1: butchering it. There's probably a much... More thorough like, Greek pronunciation, Greek yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's fun to say avocados. <laughs> it's probably avocados. totally wrong, and I've just warped it in my mind to that at this point.
0: I'll look it up. That's
1: but, so funny. So my dad had this heart episode. He was in the hospital, and Gust flew out to see him because they had gotten to be friendly in the embassy. Aww. And Gust said, "Brigham, i <laughs> Let me tell you what you need to know." <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, it was great. Our time in Athens was so interesting. It, it really was because we were there before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And before the Olympics, at uh, if anyone ever remembers watching those Olympics in Athens, they did something in those years leading up to the Olympics that rapidly changed the city. Really? Yes. If you ever remember watching those Olympics and remember seeing green in any of those pictures of, like, green vegetation Um, or anything like that, that was new. Wow. When I was there, it was very Dust bowly. Because, I mean, Greece is not a green land. I
0: mean, one of the reasons we went to Athens was to see the, like, ruins. Yeah. And so that part of the city was, like, very, uh, you know... Dust bully, yeah. yeah I, that I do remember, but I was trying to remember like what the actual city was like.
1: Well, I mean, like the country of Greece is very rocky. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not fertile land. There's, I mean, Athens' big crop that they loved and they sold and was what made them wealthy was olives. Yeah, which the the olive tree like grows in barren things and emerges uh. and is like tough as hell yeah it's not like it's not a uh, big
0: leafy no. nice looking
1: tree and so when i was living there i went to this i went to this british school uh so i even wore like a little suit to school every day uh, i had like a backpack with uh, it, it was weird it was what european schools had like square backpacks that were like a hard plastic sort of frame like, okay you could probably find some. It was like a briefcase with like things uh-huh. there that you would hold, and so I had like this one with rocket ships. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, at the time, in addition to it being Dust and you're bowling, in like
0: middle school, I'm in fifth
1: grade. Okay, I'm in fifth grade. Um, and so, uh, in addition to the dust bowl, there's also gypsy camps there. While I'm there. Like they, they did. Massive things to the city that huh. are like, I would consider suspect just from, there were no gypsies anymore by the time the Olympics came Ooh. around, which is huge. They had camps, so they had like tarps and tents. It was, they were, they would be in parks and stuff like that. And then it there were also, like fucking <laughs> it, there were also wild dogs. Like, I had a riot baton in my backpack in case of dogs. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, my sisters and I, one of us would have just the baton in our bags and we were coming and going from school. Yeah. Um, and by the time the Olympics came around. Those were gone, that's which is crazy. weird because they just was so almost leave. like
0: overnight they just like killed. Oh
1: no! Like, a a bunch very a very black something. joke was they a very black joke that rolled around the time was just they let the North Koreans in the country a little early. Eesh. Yeah, but like fucking dog packs disappeared. It was weird. Eesh. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: so weird.
1: Um, and it was no, and it was just such a weird time, like but living in that and then Well, I was there that's also when 911 happened
0: yeah like, i was thinking that it's a very
1: interesting experience to like be abroad i can not imagine
0: that. that's so interesting like
1: i missed out on all of the like eventually all the country songs got to us and everything right and uh i mean embassies themselves. Have you forgotten i don't know why that's the one that came to mind but it's uh, no no one ever will you didn't have to How write that it song felt
0: that day Aaron um, yeah
1: but it's just it's a very weird experience to Abroad patriotism is a very unique thing yeah, uh, Because you either get individuals who very clearly want to become expatriates, or already are, or the individuals oh. who are even more so patriotic while living overseas, which my family definitely was. In case you're listening, I'm not digging on us for being patriotic, I'm just saying... Fucking yeah. America that's is technically our our, yeah. our uh mode of thought. That's
0: like, so funny. We're we're just having like a small like a US version of that conversation earlier today. Uh Chris Geiger and I were kind of like comparing what it's like for us to meet other people from uh the like the South in general, but specifically yeah. for him, like Alabama and for me, South Carolina. because uh, he would say that there's two different kinds of people, like you were saying, kind of like expatriates, people who are like, oh, you're from Alabama, too. You know, it's, it's good we got out kind of thing. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you're from Al- yeah. Alabama, yeah. too? Hell yeah, man. Like, yeah. what what brought you up here? When are you going back? Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so there's just like fervent packs of that in all the embassies of just like, that mindset of almost I don't want to say compensating because it's never this disgenuine right one. It's always from the heart. It's always it's always from longing that people are even more so uh abroad. Sure. And so just being in that one, it's also it's also super weird because while we we're there, another little girl, uh a Greek girl told my little sister she hoped our house was next, the like the day or two after. So it was super weird growing up, Boy. just like being in a place where it was as the minority there's some people that just had that thought of they didn't mind it, yeah, so that was weird, yeah, but like my memories from back then are also I have very few memories from Greece. they are the suit I wore there, the nine <laughs> eleven the laughing was not for nine eleven it was the next thought, and how the Lord of the Rings premiered uh, <laughs> then. <laughs> Uh, and due to my dumb nature, I assumed my dad could speak Elvish uh, because uh, we went to go see them in the theater and they were in English. It was awesome. Yeah. I didn't have any struggling. So there were Greek subtitles. So when it came time for the Elvish and there were just the subtitled Greek and my dad understood everything my fifth grade mind just saw my dad understand elvish when he i did just, just reading greek reading greek <laughs> and just like saw him translate so for me and just my funny. fifth grade soul that's was
0: just, so funny my dad knows elvish that's i my love dad's that the best. oh my god <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! What a little bit of like, like yeah. child magic. Oh yeah. Oh my
1: god. He knows Elvish. Oh,
0: that's hilarious. And my dad's
1: one of those people that just won't correct your mistakes. Yeah, of course.
0: It's like, I'm, yeah, son,
1: I'm in yeah, an Elvish. And then I, and then because I enjoyed the film so much, I I read the books in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and then I ruined. For my two sisters, that Gandalf was still alive after I finished the two hours because I was so relieved. I was like, Guys, he's not dead! And then they have never forgiven me. To this day. Because every now and again I might spoil something. I try not to, but just Mm -hmm. to this day,
0: they will always
1: mention that I made them know that Gandalf was still alive before then. Which, to be fair, in the in the context of the Lord of the Rings, ain't that important.
0: Uh, that's one thing I was gonna say. Another thing I was gonna say was those books have been around for a very long time. <laughs> another thing I was gonna say is it's not like they told you he died in the first place. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like they were like, "Yeah, Dumbledore dies too, suckers." Like it, it's <laughs> like uh, I feel like say having was, set someone come back to life is like less yeah. spoilery than
1: other and then, spoiler
0: nature things.
1: Another fun thing about greece was just okay so if your listeners are have any thoughts on the traffic in the united states of america okay all right the only people i will ever give any leeway about bitching about traffic are individuals who live in la okay. that's pretty shitty yeah that's that's terrible everywhere else can shut up <laughs> uh, so in greece i once saw a man in the middle of traffic, mind you, it wasn't. boom. boom, boom. Yeah. It was meh, meh, meh. right. At, like you got to move five feet every five minutes. Right. Um. I'm, I love that. I'm also getting like little voice breaks in another uh, other word. I'm. I'm still not a full adult. <laughs> I <don't>
0: know. <laughs> My body's still like
1: strapped in high school. <laughs> I'm reverse Jack.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it.
1: But um. So I saw a guy get out of his car and take a golf club out of his car to walk up to the person who had been taking too long in front of him. Oh, no. Who had gotten out in turn with a bat. Oh, no. And they were in the middle of the street just shouting at each oh other. Oh, no. And that was traffic there. Wow. <laughs> like, it would take you, like, 30 minutes to go two blocks or something wow. like that. It was abysmal. That was their rush hour. And then I've also just, so in my mind, the most important thing, like when it just comes to travel, and it's it's stupid, it shouldn't even be said, but just getting to see another culture. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that travel is necessary for education. Sure, Like, I think anybody who is studying, if we could afford the chance to send American students I, even to another state for, like, six months. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be so good. That's
0: why I was in Europe, was for a study
1: abroad. Yeah, and it's just, like... It was phenomenal. Saudi Arabia was... It's a whole other world over there. Like, yeah,
0: I... Um, one of the... Places that I went was uh, Turkey. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I yeah. loved!
1: Uh, I got to go to Istanbul once. Yeah, that might be one of my favorite places on the planet. I,
0: I, I went to Istanbul. I'm going we to a smaller city, uh, Izmir, uh-huh. and. Uh, it was some of the only, like, Eastern culture that I've ever experienced, yeah. you know? And I am so... Like, it was so cool and different, and I totally agree with you that in, in the grand scheme of things, you can't ever fully understand what that's like unless you are there yeah. living it.
1: and as a disclaimer, I spent two weeks in Saudi Arabia. It wasn't one of the places I lived in, so it right. wasn't even like I got the full experience, but just those two weeks were... Uh, just so like my sisters couldn't ever leave the compound without Jeez. an escort like yeah. that's the one thing is like i am full on feminism and everything like that but when it's just like people are like this is the worst i was like this is not the worst
0: yeah there are
1: some places that it's just
0: <sighs> yeah
1: it, like i'm like that's the one thing is in the back of my mind I have two switches where one is domestic Nate and one is international Nate. That's so funny. Reacting to things. Domestic Nate is like, oh no, this is abysmal. We should discuss this and we should discuss the reactions on this. International Nate is like, Why the fuck are we complaining? This is a good deal. Yeah,
0: that's so funny though. Like, so I just don't feel like there are like that's put into perspective often enough. It's also not a reason to justify the smaller like and i know that's not what you're saying
1: for me it's just those two on off switches just make me appreciate everything we have more it shouldn't be a reason to disown or not be as passionate about anything over here sure it should simply just make you appreciate what level you are already at that's
0: great yeah
1: that's uh, hopefully, just not being like, I bet this guy is okay with the wage gap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it should be more the fact that just I appreciate everything. I appreciate the fact that this is. I appreciate the fact that Jezebel exists. Uh- yeah, seriously in most of the rest of the world that shit would not be
0: yeah and i mean even your you were just saying before we started recording that your mom's been sick because they just got to Mali, and yeah she like had uh,
1: a parasite something. water
0: yeah, yeah like waterborne parasite
1: yeah or something like that she's sick and i mean she also got sick in india and stuff like that. My mom's just not got a good track record for arriving somewhere and being healthy for, like, three weeks.
0: So are they in it? Well, are your parents still, like, in and out of other countries yeah. all the time? Yeah, so
1: right now, my dad is, they are going to be abroad until he retires. My wow. mom retired from school teaching, and so she typically does a, oh. minor, a minor job at the embassy while she's there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Or the consulate. Right now, they're still at consulates. They haven't been in an embassy since Vienna. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my dad's history is he he did a lot of Europe. But uh, uh, while we were in high school, he got assigned to Pakistan. And he had to do things like try – he spent a year in Pakistan by himself. Wow. Actually, he also did it in Afghanistan. And if I remember correctly, a good portion of his time was spent like – going to poppy farmers and being like can you grow fruit instead and then the poppy fam poppy farmers are no we have families to feed and he's like i know but come on maybe i don't know like he's like he knew no one's gonna change that at all and so it's just interesting things but since that time he's now also just done more middle eastern things Mm -hmm. when i was super little he spent six months in saudi arabia but he'd been like europe everything else so Mm -hmm. he's Sort of returning to what he started to here. Interesting. Um, and his jobs are always changing. Like in Saudi Arabia, his time was spent mostly with um, military personnel, and then Aramco staff. Aramco is the American Saudi oil company. Oh. Yeah. He was in Dharan, which is their base of power. So he wasn't even like talking to royals or anything. He was just talking to the oil companies. the
0: companies themselves. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: And here, and I'm kind of relieved now they are in Mali, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of relieved because Americans aren't the largest target there. Uh, the French are. Oh
0: wow! Well. I mean,
1: it's one of those uh, African nations that colonialism just died hard oh. and took forever to do so. So gotcha. the French are, The French still kind Public of have a presence there. One. Yeah, and it's just that, and Mali itself has seen. Thankfully, it's not seen any ISIS. It's seen a little bit of Boko Haram, and then it's also seen a little bit of that Ebola in the south of the country. And well, that's so, so scary. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like I every I we all talk on Facebook all day. We have this one running Facebook message that is my mom, my dad, myself, my sisters, my grandmother, my aunt. So my mom's sister mm. and my little sister's boyfriend because he's essentially family at this Aww. point. In time. And so it's just like every day, mom's like, "What's everyone up to?" That's cute. And my sister is always talking about what she and Spencer are doing. They went to go see. They actually were at the Orioles game.
0: Oh, nice! Uh,
1: yesterday. That's funny. Um, and then my older sister just got a dog and she's training it and all <laughs> sorts of things. My grandmother is doing like. Trips with the Red Hat Society and of stuff course. like
0: that, and, you're like, and oh, I'm like, do. I made
1: a grilled cheese and a waffle maker. <laughs> is anyone proud of me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. I have a. It's it's really nice. Like Facebook it's, is like a gift and a curse because it's
1: also super nice because Molly is all right. So Saudi Arabia was an eight hour difference. Molly mm-hmm. is a five hour difference, and that's actually been just a huge huge, awesome change. Yeah, Like, it's just been so much nicer. Like, there's more contact windows. Yeah,
0: eight hours is, like, it's the beginning of one person's day and the end of another's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I have a big group thread discussion like that with um, my best friends from high school. Uh And we've literally had it going since all of us started college. So it's, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages. Um, But every once in a while, someone will like, check in or say, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I got engaged, or, like, I got this new job and I'm moving here, or, like, I just finished school, and everyone kind of, like, checks in, and it's not as frequent as it used to be, but it's still kind of nice to know that it's, like, always there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no so where did you go when you were studying abroad? Where else did Uh,
0: you go? I spent a majority of my time in uh, London and Dublin. Uh, London's...
1: London's the best. Like, it was if it, was, if it great. wasn't ungodly expensive, it yeah. would be. It would be the dream city.
0: That was the thing. Is like I had to save a bunch of money before I went on the trip, and then during it, I tried not to get too crazy because I knew I was gonna. I had independent travel at the end of the trip, so I wanted to have enough money to be able to use that. Yeah. No, uh, I was.
1: I was. I was there for a month, and I think I had three thousand dollars to last yeah. me like yeah. the place is just ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I I was there for I was in London for like 5 weeks, we we're in Dublin for about 3 and in between those two we did a little mini tour of the British Isles. And then after... Which is an amazing... It was like... An amazing it was gorgeous. Place. We saw some really interesting smaller places. We didn't necessarily go to all the big touristy spots. We kind of went some no, places which a is, little more off the beaten that's,
1: path. Yeah, that's that's my biggest advocacy is never do anything touristy. Mm. Just do... Again, this shouldn't be said. I'm going to sound like the biggest blowhard. <laughs> do what you want. Yeah. Like find the museum about that one specific thing you yeah. love. And you go there, and then you go find food you like.
0: Yeah, you Dublin know? was especially nice for that because there we did we had three weeks there, and it's not altogether a really large city. Yeah. Uh, so I went to like the Irish Film Center and Ooh, like nice. uh, did read a ton. We had to do one project over the course of our trip. Yeah, uh, and we could choose anything we wanted. And I chose Irish film specifically. So I like read a few books on Irish film and went to the Irish film center and like sought out all these places in Dublin where different movies had been filmed, including one of my favorite movies once. So I saw, uh, Uh, yeah, so it was really cool. just on a
1: sidebar. All right. So the, I know that other individuals from Virginia have talked a lot about the college we all went to on any (laughs) end, like. Even the point that I think Andrew Bentley has discussed a few things like there's uh, just something stupid about that school that slightly Chris Blake did it too. But well,
0: what's the name of the school? It's
1: Christopher Newport University. Christopher Newport, that's and it. there's something that about that school that slightly traumatizes everyone to the <laughs> point that's stupid. We we won't. We will always talk about it forever. It
0: does have some kind of. It does seem like you guys have a very. It's because everybody bond. leaves
1: with like a chip on their shoulder. Really, like it's. And although everybody now seems happy and I think it's stupid. They're all like captains for life. I was like, why? (laughs) But, um, I just had to bring this up because I, I, I had a, I was one of the directing and writing students there and there was one directing teacher. Okay. And since my freshman year, the two of us never got along. Okay, She is an individual who's very much invested in the artistic merits and significance of theater. Well, I like entertainment. Sure. I recognize art, and I like the fact of it, but at the end of the day, I think what I'm best suited for and what I like more... Is entertainment sure? I don't care if it's fluff. People I totally are get that. And Everybody's yeah. happy.
0: I I try to differentiate, especially when it comes to films. Yeah. Films that are good, ostensibly, I was like, yes, this is quality. It is good, and things that are my favorites. Yes. Like, and and not necessarily. And those things may intersect, and those things that are my favorites may be things that I like because of their artistic merits, but also they might just be things that I think are incredibly entertaining. Well, yeah.
1: No, it's like uh, to the end of the. Till the end of time, Schindler's List will always be one of the most significant films ever made. I believe that. I think it's amazing and artistically shot. But fuck it, I'll watch Anchorman thirty times. I'm gonna watch Schindler's List once. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And
1: and so, like the the. The disagreement between the two of us started my freshman year, Uh where she taught this class of science on the stage, because she always had this thing for, like, plays about scientists and, Madame du Châtelet, which is... No, it's a fair point. they like, very uh, interesting. what's that fucking one with, like, Niels Bohr? Copenhagen. Like Copenhagen.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what I'm about to fucking talk oh, about. Oh,
0: that's so funny.
1: We had to do a project on Copenhagen, and so I had to, my group, uh, it was three people. We were assigned Heisenberg as our scientist, and another group was assigned Bohr. Okay. And so it was three of us. And, and then this, it's this, Hi-
0: Bohr's wife is the other character? Yes, okay. she's the
1: other one, but we were just doing the scientists. Yeah. Um, and so, in the other group for Bohr was my roommate who dressed up as Bohr and like gave this monologue, basically, the project was on their life, their theorems, and then their importance to science po- past that mm-hmm. and so each group sort of divided each position up to one person, okay, so he did the personal life of that one. I was going to do the personal life of Heisenberg, mm-hmm. so he came in had makeup. Hair done, all sorts of things. Aged it. Did this monologue as Bore. All sorts of things, and you can just see her from across the room, like fanning herself oh, and just loving. She's
0: like yes, okay.
1: Oh, oh, that's the other thing. She was a Southern Belle, and so <laughs> she, that's how I do my Southern Belle accent. Is I always do her. That's so funny because it's, it's always Nate. Why the fuck are you in my class <laughs> with your stupid ideas? <laughs> but um. So she's back there just frothing oh, at the mouth over yeah, This yeah. presentation was good. Everyone else did a great presentation. So my group goes up and we had agreed I would do the personal life and then they would do the other two parts. Mm-hmm. And so for the personal life, I did a sock puppet show uh, where every sock puppet had the face of Morgan Freeman Even to it. <laughs> even, even the wife had just like red lips done, except for Heisenberg himself had Daniel Craig's yeah. face on it. Because Daniel Craig played him in a movie version of Copenhagen. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) And you see her in the back of the room just like the hate gaze. (laughs) Just boring into me.
0: Neil's boring into you. Yes, Neil's boring into you.
1: Uh, and then it also so happened that the rest of my team then got up and both of them did a presentation on his personal life. And I was sitting there like, "Oh no, are you fucking kidding me? Oh
0: no. So not and only like, did it, you make it like very yeah. jokey, but oh also yeah. you guys did not no, completely. it sucked. <laughs> it was
1: the worst presentation. And <laughs> like, so that funny. was the start of my downhill relationship with, with that her... woman. <laughs> Luckily, I went to London with the coolest teacher we had.
0: I was going to ask if you did. No, no study abroad with uh,
1: the Her, department. The the professor I went to with, who I need to respond once. I like sent her an email once in my in my early life crisis of like, what am I doing? Should yeah. I go to grad school? Like, our advice, I didn't send her a response, by I should because she's a saint. Aww. Her name is Doc Godwin. Doc and, Godwin. Uh, she just... Little woman with, like, just hair and glasses, like, rail thin, kind of wears baggy clothes and boots Mm -hmm. all the time. Her office door has a TARDIS on it. All sorts of things. But she's just, like, she had her doctorate in just, um, she's a dramaturg. Oh, cool. So, for those listening, a dramaturg is an individual who does historical research on uh, plays to just make sure everything's accurate and... It's sensible with the times. It also mm-hmm. provides for the actors a great wealth of knowledge that they can help get into their characters with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had like her doctorate studies on Marlowe but she had also studied with, like, the Royal Shakespeare Company, or not them, but the institute that's in Stratford, upon sure. Avon. Mm-hmm. And then she, was tons of, she had tons of friends in the RSC. Cool. We got to meet when we went there. That's
0: awesome. Like,
1: their fight director is, is her it, good friend. Like,
0: did you get to see anything at RSC? Yes,
1: I did. Those are some I that... was there the summer of 2012. So I was there for the Olympics and the World Shakespeare Oh, Festival. my
0: God. Yes. That's crazy. Um, I got to see...
1: Um, I got to see Twelfth Night, which I was super excited for, but uh-huh. it was a little underwhelming for me. They uh-huh. took out the comedy of the lovers. Oh. They just played them as sort of seriously, romantically interested. In,
0: Weird. while
1: when I saw it in DC, they played them up as idiots. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. But their individual who played Malvolio...
0: It was, was amazing.
1: to die for. He was so good. And then I saw A Comedy of Errors...
0: Oh, that's fun!
1: Which was amazing. That's it.
0: They the fun like that uh, was because
1: it's two sets of twins, right? That's
0: comedy of errors. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think it's the two sets of twins, and then there's Port City, and one's evil, one's not. Yeah, all sorts of things, that's and there's great. the woman who wants to bone one of them.
0: Yeah, uh, which always... is like
1: three Shakespeare plays. Oh, um, yeah. But the, the <laughs> that guy and
0: his themes.
1: The guys who played the dumb twins were ungodly talented
0: yeah
1: ungodly funny i was crying i was laughing so hard at uh, a shakespeare play it yeah. was so good and then i got to see we got to go in for the technical rehearsal so it wasn't actually cool. that but it was their new delhi production of a midsummer's night no no not midsummer it was um joss whedon did a oh it.
0: Uh, much ado much ado yeah.
1: it was set in delhi and Interesting. so it was an all indian cast and when you went in, there was this...
0: They, were they going to be taking it to Delhi, or was it just It like... was set in
1: Delhi. Okay, okay. And so okay. it was an all-Indian cast, and I had just missed out on, actually, the one play they had done themselves They condensed all of his historical plays into one storyline about an Aztec royal family damn which was like a five-hour long play that people were like naked in and killing each Weird.
0: other i had awesome i didn't even i gotta look that up yeah that. It,
1: that was like the centerpiece of the festival besides that and a version of julius caesar set in contemporary africa where julius caesar is a like militia leader Whoa. and so like Whoa. mark anthony and brutus in that one are all just, like, contemporary African power players. Interesting. Which I missed that one, too. But I also got to see, if you are ever lucky enough to travel in London, you want to see shows by two companies. You want to see one by the RSC, if you can go up to Stratford-upon-Avon. They are government-funded, and they are quite possibly just the... I mean, they are in Stratford-upon-Avon. They yeah. are the best Shakespeare troupe in the world. I
0: saw, um... I saw the David Tennant Patrick Stewart Hamlet,
1: you bitch, twice. That's awesome. <laughs> it yeah, was only, one of the oh best things God. I've ever
0: seen on stage ever ever. That was ever.
1: the weird thing is cuz I saw the filmed version and yeah. it looked like the filmed version was just all of the stage blocking. It, it basically was very weird. it was really
0: similar uh i think the only things they really tried to do is just like translate it so they weren't just like filming it all on a stage but it was very similar but god it was
1: so good no theater nerds if you go to london you you got to go to the rose you got to see the ruins you got to stand in that mud and smell it all and be like yeah yeah this is where the fucking the great of uh, Western theater did start, yeah, um, and then or English theater at least. Right, I mean, Molière still exists, so we can't yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but, um, French people, and sorry people who are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then. You can skip or miss the globe. The globe is cool to like yeah,
0: tour. Yeah. We went to see a show the globe, but I liked the tour and like talking to the oh, one of the artistic that's characters fantastic. really
1: really cool. Although I did get to see Mark Rylance at oh, the globe do Richard III.
0: That's awesome.
1: His Richard III was so good. I bet. It was he played him crazy. Uh. Uh-huh. So he was like disagreeing with himself and like sort of like His his scene where he's the ghosts just visit him. He's so sad. Uh huh. But uh, so go to the Rose, go to Stratford upon Avon, and then go do yourself a favor: see some show at the National Theatre, which is where most good shows start. We saw, yeah.
0: I saw Warhorse while I was there too. One,
1: I think One Man, Two Governors even started there, then went to West End.
0: Uh I think you might be right. Yeah. I saw so we saw a show at the National Theater like every other night. Yeah. We saw so, so much worth stuff it. there. Because it it's the
1: cheapest ticket price and it's one of the best quality shows. Mm-hmm. But then there's one company called the Propeller Company. And this is a company that's being led by I may mix the two of them up because they're father and son. But I think it's currently being led and directed by a man named Peter Hall. If I have this right, whose father was Edward Hall. I could be mixing the two names up. But uh, his father was the founder of the Royal Shakespeare Company.
0: Oh, no way.
1: And the National Theater.
0: Damn! So So he's like the father of...
1: Directing, whether you agree with it or not, an all-male Shakespeare company troupe. While they don't do period pieces, they do... The Period, that one, uh-huh. however, even though it's all male, go see it. It's the next best thing to the RC. Interesting. I saw them do Henry V uh-huh. anachronistically, so there were like contemporary soldiers, but they wore he wore a crown. And they were doing uh-huh. all those things. Also, the guy who played the nurse and the guy who played the princess were amazing. You didn't you couldn't tell. Yeah, I was like gonna they say, were I'm just sure so they cast so that it's They were they were playing it for laughs, but they were so just it was so funny cuz they were so fucking good.
0: Yeah.
1: But um they did amazing things. Like they they, they, they had the Welsh character be cut down to when he's cool and not an idiot. So I was like, yeah, That's... Welshman! <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and then, um, but they also played London Calling uh-huh. when they were going off to war. That's
0: so funny. Like one kind mm-hmm.
1: of acoustic guitar. But they also, during the intermission, all the actors were in the lobby.
0: Oh cool. And they
1: were singing drinking songs to raise money for charity. That's
0: awesome. So they were just
1: like clapping and playing their guitar and like had tambourines and and like like, adding
0: to the getting everyone to come in there. So like when you
1: went back in for the show you were just fucking happy. That's
0: so cool. Oh,
1: they are so good. And they're called the Propeller Company. Yeah. And so, that's if you're in London. You just do that, and then you also play a street piano. (laughs) Go to all the free museums, but, um, no, we've been stuck on London for a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna
0: ask, um, we talked a lot about Athens, but you also spent a lot of time in Austria and... And Yes. uh, um,
1: Munich? Munich. That's when I was really little, so... Although, I'll say that, just Germans are the best. Yeah? (laughs) Germans are the fucking best, because they're all secret nerds. (laughs) Like... Germans fucking understand hobbies.
0: That's awesome. They understand,
1: awesome. like, they have clubs and they have so many different clubs. It's awesome. But it's also just like, Germany is where we got settlers of Catan.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: That's one of their biggest, like, cultural exports is that board that's game. That's so
0: funny. It's
1: also just...
0: Oh, yeah, because those are considered more, the more, like, European style. Yeah.
1: Well, it's also just like, and this goes true with Austrians as well. I mean, they're a very similar culture, mm-hmm. but there are some key differences. Um, Austrians tend to be colder for longer. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very European they... thing where like if you smile at someone on the street or you wave to them, they're not going to do it back because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. It's a very American thing to be as open as we are, as fast as we are. Hmm. It's just because that's, and that's one thing I love about this country is that you can have a conversation with someone on the train? Yeah, you could. It'll totally happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Europeans, you—they really don't discuss strangers. It's not that they're opposed to them. It's just while they don't know you, you—you really—it's odd for you to engage them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, once you're once you're brought into the circle, it's just nothing but love.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say, with that said, I feel like uh, we had – when I was traveling abroad in Europe, I feel like I had, like, overall good experiences in terms of, like, if I needed help with something or, like, uh, anything like that.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing is anti-American – the idea that you might go overseas and encounter, like, an anti-American individual – It's true. You Mm. probably can. Mm. But it's to the same thing that you would if you were in the U.S. when you encounter an anti-immigration individual. When they're that in your face of just like, fuck you. It's because they're that kind of person. Yeah. It's not not the country you're in. Now, granted, there are some places you should not be. Yeah. Like, just don't be in Iran. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: be there if you have a purpose, but maybe not just... There have you s- been?
0: How much have you been in the Middle East? You said you've been to Saudi Arabia. Saudi
1: Arabia, which is that? It's just like there are some places where it might not be. All right, if you are a pretty little blonde girl, don't go to the Middle East. <laughs> don't go alone. <laughs> just don't. Uh, Taken can happen. Yeah, like it's, uh, and it's just the fact like my sister got harassed a whole lot in Jordan mm. on the street, but she still loved her experience. And, like always, travel in a large group. Mm. Um, but it, it can be just like, it's, there shouldn't be these warnings cause it's also just common sense. Mm-hmm. Like when you're overseas, you can feel if you're just in the wrong place, you, mm-hmm. you should know mm-hmm. the, the sad thing is, is not a lot of people. Are aware of what they're stepping into, and that's where these problems happen. Yeah, so it's that's not what I was like, going to say. Don't go to Iran because they're crazy. Don't go to Iran because you probably don't understand why you're offending them. Yeah. You probably don't really. You are more likely to make a mistake doing something than not. With Germans, you're good. They're. I mean, you just don't say anything about World War II, and you're just... <laughs> <laughs> then again, you don't really have to. The biggest
0: they trick, get it. <laughs> the
1: biggest trick Austria that's ever software. pulled was most people think Hitler was German and Beethoven was Austrian.
0: <laughs>
1: um, it's because oh, there's like uh, there's like a Germanic tradition that God, I wish America had. It's called the Stammtisch. 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 Yeah. Stammtisch. And what it is is if you go to a beer garden a lot, and if you're just like recognized as a regular or something, and you're always eating at the same table, they put a stompish down for you. And there'll be a little sign that says that, and most people will know only sit there if they need to.
0: Because uh, if you
1: come in, you will be put at your table. You are a you are just recognized. That's that is awesome. your table. That is you. That's you. You're always there. They will politely find a way to move them to uh, whoever's there currently to another place, and you will be seated at your table. You don't, you don't leave a beer garden.
0: That's so overseas. funny. You don't
1: leave a restaurant you go to. You're you're not expected to sit down, get your food, and go. And that's something I really miss. Is just the idea of you're there. Yeah, you're there for as long as you want to be.
0: Yeah, I feel you're like- not
1: rushed out you're You're just holding, and I think in a city like Chicago, finding in like it, it's probably you can find something similar, like a hole in the wall sort of bar mm-hmm. they they'll probably have like your booth or mm-hmm. like your stool or something, mm-hmm. but just like that being the widespread attitude of most restaurants is something I miss
0: that's really cool i I totally agree with you, I think I could really get behind the like european uh ideologies of in terms of like scheduling yeah i because i think that i'm much more of a like that's how my brain works like i get started like later on in the day i like the idea of like being up and social when it's like later on at night you know in
1: in, i also just like that they'll be like, no, your dog is supposed to be with you right now. Of course, we have a bowl for water. And they're sitting under the uh, table. What would you leave them at home? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like I, I, I feel like there's so there are things that we could be like a little more open minded about. From oh yeah, lifestyles. but then again,
1: I also I fucking love this place. Like oh yeah, I would never leave because like again, I love Germany a whole lot. But a dude, who's a grocer is always going to be a grocer like Mm -hmm. the way their education system is set up is like once you're on a track you're good like interesting i mean once you find that job it's very it's much more difficult to laterally move Mm -hmm. even to not so much another company but if someone went to just quit their job and enter another field that's so hard really over there because the way there is is Because, I mean, a grocer might not have that bad a life over there. Mm -hmm. Like, he'll have his insurance. Mm -hmm. He'll be guaranteed his job. He'll be very solidified in that. And it's just sort of like what you're studying for is what you'll be there. Mm -hmm. It might take a little more time, but they very much set in there. Uh, Then Again, this could be completely different. It's been years since I've lived Uh,
0: there.
1: There could have been a revolution I wasn't aware of.
0: Yeah, I also just feel like that's that's an interesting aspect of, of, like... I feel like I keep hearing more and more that our our generation is getting away from the like you have to do this and you have to do this uh, to be able to like have a job and provide for your family and things like that uh, and and going more towards the like dream big like well, do, whatever, can yeah, do whatever no, you could do whatever you want to be
1: it's so weird like. I love my parents, but they're so weird. If they might listen to this, I acknowledge <laughs> it. They'll see my name on it and they'll they'll listen. And they've listened to the drunk with the holiday. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. And so they'll probably listen to this, but they're so weird because they support me. Yeah, which is so weird. My dad is. I, I love my dad. I love my dad so much because as he's gotten older, he has two brothers who have become more and more Tea Party involved, and. <laughs> he almost in opposition has just become a more moderate Republican. Okay. He's, he's just so very GOP. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, uh, he's he's just a neocon and he can be hawkish at times, but like, um, he's just like gay marriage. There's no argument against it that ever makes any sense. Yeah.
0: My dad is like that now. Like he hasn't always been. And he'll tell you that like, he's been able to kind of evolve over the last Ten years or so, which I'm really thankful for.
1: Yeah, and then my mom, God bless her soul. I'm not sure my mom cares that much about politics. Like she does when election year comes up, but yeah. my mom's just my mom's my mom. <laughs> my mom's just awesome. awesome all the time, gotta
0: stick together. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, and so it's just so weird for like. Especially, like, I found out how much money my dad made. I was like, why the fuck didn't you tell me to study something Uh, important? You let me not do my homework. Uh, No, they tried to get me to do my homework. (laughs) 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 That's a lie. That's on you. I was the worst. That's on you. Um, But it was just like, they support this. And they're just like, they'll help me out when I'm down. And they'll be like, no, let us help you when I'm feeling stubborn and being like, no, no. I don't want... I want to be able to pay every, for everything myself yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And, that's. I would say that's closer to what my parents' like financial support has been like too, where it's like, no, I'm good. It's fine. And they'll be like, no, you just had to have all this dental work done. Like, yeah. let us at least help a little. And it's never and something...
1: It's, it's super nice because we're we're going to be like that first generation that just doesn't climb. Like, America climbed for so long yeah. and we're just not we're just not going to interesting. Like I, I just like, I'm not going to do as well as my dad. Yeah. I know that like my, my sisters might, my Uh. sisters might. I'm just like, just the way the market is now and what I'm chasing, I'm not going to be, I know I'm not going to be as affluent as Mm -hmm. my parents are right now, but there's like, they don't care. And like, my parents are just like, be happy in what you do, then make the money off of it. Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, they are still my parents. And be like, have you looked at publishers? Have yeah. you thought publishing comedy and stuff like right. that? But it's just like, it's still nice to know that any day of the week, they're still behind this. Yeah. And they're still with that. And I think that's so great. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I don't know, I had this big argument with a friend who came to visit. I love him. I love him dearly. But we had this big argument about, like, American culture nowadays. Hmm. And, like, he just sees it on this massive decline. And he studied like, poli-sci in addition to theater. And so he was always... Uh... He was just, like, talking about how our votes don't matter and everything like that. And I just got upset with him because I'm like, no. Because you're just being cynical. You're seeing a lack of what was good in the past in the future. You're seeing... That's one thing. If... And
0: at the same time, it's it's hard to argue about, like past states of being in like specifically just like keeping it to the US because it's like we also uh, in the past few decades have been super racist and even more against women than we are in general now we locked
1: up everyone who was Japanese right
0: and like we're coming around on homosexuality and like we're getting to a place where yeah like there's still a bunch of shitheadedness but at the same time we're all like we're gradually getting to the right side of that that's coin one thing that
1: like upsets me so much when it comes to except tea party uncles one of them when we were in disney because they came to visit like maybe we should go see that america documentary and i was like no no we're not we're not going to go see it because anyone who looks upon someone who will regularly bring up like did you not hear about this Yeah. it was Completely Tea Party funded. Like, it was the guy who made something called, like, 2016, Obama's America. Oh, yeah. The year before. And so he made this one all about the history of America, but he was just trying to, like, wash down slavery. Ugh. He was like, blacks own slaves too. And just, like, the worst. It's just anyone who sees someone who will recognize and teach our own country's flaws and then immediately be like, well, you're an American apologist. No. It's It's the same thing for like loving a person. If you were to ever see someone and insist on only ever addressing what's good with them, you never address their faults, you always put them on a pedestal, that person would leave you.
0: Yeah. That
1: person would leave you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Part of patriotism and part of love is from exposing yourself go overseas. Learn a new culture, learn a new language, find out all about that, and -hmm. then you come back to the states. You know what we did wrong, and it shouldn't be a detriment. It shouldn't be something people are crying. That's how you make a better future.
0: It's it's all yeah. I love that. I really love that about perspective and experience. I remember um, uh, I was on a plane. Back from the last place we went on my independent travel in Europe was uh, Geneva, Switzerland, and uh, which was gorgeous and like a really nice last place to go because it's not like it wasn't like the city had a ton to offer as far as things we wanted to see. So it was a little more sort of
1: like a serene place. Yes, it was
0: really it was really beautiful. It was very much lower key than a lot of the last few places we've been so
1: fucking interesting it
0: it was really cool and and we went to the red cross museum and like saw where um united nations
1: uh i mean it's uh if there's one place i i don't know anything about and love it's it's the fucking swiss (laughs) that's funny because uh do you know every swiss individual uh keeps a gun in their house by government mandate Really? When they're discharged, uh, discharged from service, it is compulsory to keep and maintain your weapon in maintenance and just make sure it's ready to go. They've also got explosives in all of their mountain tunnels. This, is, this has been since before World War II. Mm-hmm. The mountain blowing was probably in response to World War II. Right. But it's just that they, the way their country has been set up, they've always been in, they've always been, they, they are wealthy. They're a wealthy country. Yeah,
0: it's very, yeah. very affluent, and,
1: very expensive. And they're a small country. and But what they have is that natural barrier of just yeah. mountains everywhere. And so they have just always trained themselves to be, like, guerrilla defensive That's in case crazy. anything goes down. I mean, it's why—fuck, they're so hardcore, actually. Yeah. The Swiss are hardcore. The Swiss guards—the legend for why the Swiss are the only people who get to guard the pope— it's because back in the 1300s, the, ho- the Pope used to have a multinational army. Every individual, every country that practiced Catholicism would send sure. their troops. And when push came to shove and when Rome was invaded and the Pope was in danger, everyone got the fuck out of there. Except, except for the Swiss. The Swiss. They That's all not... died guarding the Pope. That's and so ever crazy. since then, the Pope was like, only them. Only them. And if That's you ever so go to the funny. Vatican and you ever think their uniforms are funny, you're fucking wrong. There's so much Kevlar under there. In oh. addition to their halberds, they have MP5s on their persons. I have in been their to little the Vatican. boots, they have rocket launchers and assault rifles. Like, That's every single crazy. Swiss Guard member has like seven years sniper training. They, every single Swiss Guard is a Navy SEAL.
0: What? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's they so funny. Ridiculous. It's like they're on the surface. They're like, well, we like to eat cheese and chocolates. Yeah. And, then and then they're be- like,
1: I'll, but we'll fucking kill they you. They are the most ready to go down. <laughs> they have been preparing to defend themselves from a world war since the turn of the century. So no one funny. ever touched them. So they've just got all the build up and muscle.
0: That's so funny. I mean, I guess uh, that's probably the way to go. In yeah. The end. Uh, but I was on a plane. From Switzerland back to London, and I was sitting next to uh, this really nice older British couple, uh-huh. and they're asking
1: Aren't me. Aren't those the best?
0: Oh, it was awesome, and and like unobtrusively, we're just any
1: any American who's abroad. If you run into a British couple of tourists, like an old middle-aged couple that are tourists. You're fucking golden. You don't need any other friends. They were so
0: sweet. They're asking me like why I was over there. So I told them about the whole trip and how it was just wrapping up and how we'd just done this independent travel and they were like so impressed and so they
1: will, they will mother and father you and then be ready to drink you under the table.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. On the they asked me because on those flights, they're so cheap and quick that you have to pay for everything yeah. that you get. So I wasn't going to like buy a drink or anything. And yeah. they offered to buy me some tea. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Sure. <laughs>
1: you, you can't. So they, they like
0: bought me a cup of tea and I chatted with them and told them about the whole trip. And they said that they, like, really, um, you know, applauded the fact that I had done the trip at all because uh, the guy said that he had recently read, and this, he said it was in a, like, slightly older census, but he had recently read that only about 10% of Americans had an up-to-date passport. Yeah. And he was... Florida. And I was like, yeah, I mean, when people well, go on vacations, they just go from state to state. Whereas when you guys go on vacations, you can pay 30 euros for a flight from this, from the country you live in to another one.
1: To be fair on our end, though, our country is the size of their continent. Right. So it's, that's the other thing is right. that, um...
0: Like I said, state-to-state state versus country-to-country. Yeah. Um,
1: country. So most of my time in London was spent in the city. And rather than go on the trips to, like, Ireland or Amsterdam with other people, I actually just stayed in the city and, oh, got, yeah. and went to this one pub that was near where I was. Because there are three pub, tender, uh, three pub tenders who I just got to be friends with. Uh, and I, that, that was my—I hung out with them a lot. Yeah, I didn't um, go, on
0: a, I didn't go to this, Amsterdam, but I did take a weekend trip to Paris because I really like, wanted to go.
1: This skinny, like, ghostly, pale guy by the name of Chris. <laughs> this girl named Abby who had a glass eye. Oh. Like, there was a shard in it, too. So, it, like... <laughs> and funny. she had, like, very thin hair. So, her, like, in the middle of the night, you may be like, you this a witch. But no, she was lovely. I hope if... So, for some reason, Abby is listening. No, you were the best. And then oh. this Aussie named uh, Callum. And... It was so good. I hung out with them so much because I was also, I'm from Virginia, but the study abroad group was from Texas. Like my teacher was someone who came with that group to teach a class and like there were five Virginians in the group. Gotcha. And so.
0: See, my whole group of like 20 to 30 people was from my school.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Or more than that. Probably 40 or 50.
1: My favorite memory though out of all my travel still has to be from London, the opening ceremonies. All That's right. awesome. So we all piled into this pub because it was a student. We were, we were in the dorms of a university uh-huh. when it wasn't in uh, season. Oh. And so this was the student pub. It's just there were no students there. Gotcha. So was cool. So they were happy to have our business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really cool. They just lived above uh, the building. So, like, when they closed up, a few of us that were friends with them would just walk up with them and oh, like, play FIFA and talk with them. That's at 3 so funny. Um, but uh, so opening ceremonies night, it was just full. Yeah, and everyone was wearing their national colors, so uh-huh. just everyone everywhere, and it was so much fun. That sounds just, like, everybody awesome. Cheering. But the best part was we uh, we didn't almost get into a fight with the Chinese but we were just opening ceremonies fucking pumped because in the order of the countries, um, it was really cool. Cause unlike us, then two other countries, then the UK, cause host always goes last. Oh, right. Um, but China, um, uh, booed other, those, the Chinese fans booed other countries. They booed Taiwan. Wow. Um, they booed. I think there was a Tibet representation who they booed.
0: Wow. They're
1: just like, It was just like awkward. That is awkward,
0: but at the same time, it's like we were saying before. I mean, it's like around here when you could find someone who's anti-immigration. I'm sure there are people sitting at home who are booing, like exactly.
1: But so when it came
0: time Iraq, the Iraq team, and there's like yeah, boo. (laughs) Don't want any of those athletes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the best part was by the time it got down to us, we were all drunk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: we fucking sing our goddamn (laughs) hearts out um i can't remember if it was the anthem or if it was another song i honestly can't remember but we like sang to the point uh and it was so awesome because um the uk supporters sang with us
0: that's so great. They, like,
1: all got up and sang, and, like, some Poles were in the back swinging their beers, yeah. and, like, the Chinese group left. That's so funny. And so when it came time for the UK, we all got up and sang God Save the right. Queen with them. We're all dancing and stuff, and by the end of the night, it was super fun. A Texan got in a fight with this huge Brit, uh, mm-hmm. just this argument that they were going back and forth, when it was like, we're 1776, motherfucker, what That's you gonna so do? no. And one of them's just like, well, remember 1812? Remember what we did then? And so, like, we just came into each other, drunk about this shit. So I come up behind them and, like, over their shoulder, hug them. I'm like, guys, I'm a right 1942. Fuck the crowds. And, like, <laughs> got them to high five and buy each other a beer. And then they were just buds for the rest of the night.
0: That's so funny.
1: Uh, just that was uh, just when everything was all mixed together. Oh, it was so much fun.
0: That's great, man. I love that you have that, uh, that like, bug, you yeah. know, that really strong desire.
1: And, and uh, that's the one it. thing. It's like I haven't been anywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been – no, I've been to a few states. I've been to Florida. I've been to Virginia, obviously. I've been to New York City. I've been to Alaska. But, like, there's so much more yeah. to this place that, like – my biggest desire is to like come good weather again. Is to like do a camping trip in Colorado with people. Oh,
0: that'd be, that'd awesome. be awesome! Yeah, go see remember, the
1: mountains and everything.
0: Yeah, I I definitely feel like there's a lot. I've never been anywhere in this. Like, I've been to the Pacific Northwest up in Seattle no.
1: uh, multiple times. Oh uh, shit! I was but recently. I was really tiny because oh, I have oh, an yeah. aunt who lives out there. So like. It didn't count.
0: Right, right. But I've never really been anything between there and, like, if you just sweep across the southwest corner and back down to, like, the south. That's what's – like, I've been pretty much everywhere up and down the east coast. Yeah. And then now, like, some places in this area – and then a little bit up in the Pacific Northwest, but, like, California, Colorado, like, Texas, those are all... It is
1: my heart's desire to one day someone thinks I'm funny enough to pay me to go somewhere and, <laughs> and do something. And like, let me tell uh, you... Oh, uh, yeah. No, no I know. I just
0: experienced the head for the first time, and it was phenomenal. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I've been doing my second city classes just trying to meet people. Oh, that's great. And I feel a little bad because I'm... I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm in writing number two right now. Okay. I'm really enjoying it because the guy who's teaching it is on fucking point. His yeah. name is Glenn. I think he's the guy that hosts their open mic on Sundays. Oh, cool. Just What's his crazy. lesson? I can't remember. I'm just curious. But it's just, I moved on to like the same day as my writing one. Yeah. But there's only, like, six people in this class. Oh, and there are people I know who... And I'm just like...
0: That's so funny. I love you
1: all. This was fun. But I want to go to, like, one of the nights where it's, like, 19 people. Yeah. And all that. Because, like, eventually you want to find a group that... It's not even so much, like... Because I know tons of people out in the city, but I don't want to ask to work with someone. Yeah. I want to, like, find someone who wants to work with me yeah. and stuff like that. Sure.
0: It's tough, man. And I have friends who have lived here for a while and have seen some like groups and projects come and go. And then you get to the other side of that and you're like, Oh fuck. Well, what do I do now? So it's not even just the idea of like starting out in the first place. And you're doing a great thing by taking classes and meeting people and stuff like that. And every once in a while you catch yourself and you're like, Oh i'm like back at like you can seemingly feel like it's ground zero again yeah but it's not because you have all this more experience and you, and you know a what kind of yeah you have a network you know what kinds of things work and what kinds of things don't but it's funny
1: that's nice because at least now i have like a back catalog of like 10 sketches that i feel good about that's great that's good. I can yeah. always be like, hey, table, look at this. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. And Tell that, me I'm funny. And like, so many people are willing to, I, I mean, I have, this is, uh, I'm a bad example of it. I was going to say, so many people are willing to like read things and give notes and stuff <laughs> like that. But I have like three or four emails from people sending in my inbox that are like, hey, can you like read this? And let well, me know that's what you the think? thing and then is I like, haven't I, done I think it I sent something to
1: Geiger and like, I never heard back from it. But it's also just the fact that like, everyone's really busy and like yeah. I, it's all it's like the bit and I understand the bitch of like wanting to read that but you all are all doing so many different yeah. independent things like all, all over the place
0: it's that hustle baby and
1: it's like the same thing of trying to get someone to come out to your ship because someone's got shit oh, on oh yeah own night that's
0: night. the worst and then the one free night they have they don't want to have to go to another exactly, show regardless yeah. of how much they want to see it or how much they like the people involved It's it's tough it's really tough
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, That's a a good lead-in to um, one of the last, or I guess the last question I'll ask, uh, is how do you feel like your love of uh, travel and um, study abroad and living abroad and things like that has influenced you creatively? And how do you feel like it's influenced your life in general?
1: Oh, it's it's a little sad just because like these past two years, I really haven't been doing that. Yeah, I've been, and it's... It, the biggest influence is my mind is just honestly every day. Like, I wake up and think about how much I didn't appreciate it when Aww. I was doing it. Like, I think about how, like, when I was little and I was just in those places, and when I was because I lived in Vienna last two years in middle school and was in high school, mm-hmm. and I really didn't care, I wasn't that all about it. But I'm like, that's fucking lunacy, yeah, that's insane. No one has the i had a like one in a million opportunity Mm -hmm. and i didn't appreciate it when i was younger and now i would love to go to those places again i would love to experience it again i would love to have that capability and i would love to like when i'm 60 uh just get in an rv and like go from state to state for like two months or something like that yeah and it's, I don't even know if it's had any influence on my creativity, if I have any of
0: creativity.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Most of, of my jokes are about Superman. Do. Of <laughs> course you do. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's just so much like, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I'm just like, I'm understanding more. And Interesting. And I, I wish I had a time machine to just be yeah. like fucking acknowledge... I wish I could go back and slap myself. That's what That's what my ability and my my adoration for going to new places and the fact that hopefully maybe in a year I might be sucking it up again and getting way more shots and going to see my parents and being in Africa. Right. That'd be awesome. Right. Um.
0: Yeah, especially just, if your dad's gonna... you think he's gonna be abroad until he retires basically. Yeah.
1: I think... I think he'll probably do like one more station. He's in his fifties now. Mm-hmm. I think he may retire. He's not going to do to his seventies. He's mm-hmm. my dad's now. Also, his decision to retire is how unhappy he is when he's back in the D.C. area. Gotcha. He hates it because I mean, <laughs> I mean, it should be the same for any job. That's true. There are people who are doing their jobs and they like doing their jobs. And for the State Department, that's everybody who's overseas. Oh, everybody who's in DC cares about DC, gotcha. and they care about being more important in DC. Ooh. And it's just gotten to the point that my dad is unhappy and uncomfortable when he's there. It's
0: hard to exist in that environment. I don't
1: know. It's and it's also just like growing up overseas. My own progressive liberal heart being like being. I don't know, when I express something, it's also just the fact that I can appreciate when I'm wrong. Right. Like, my, we were just on thing to end, just like being like, I can openly be like, fuck, I was wrong. Yeah. I have, I, you know what, I'm going to give it to myself that my heart was in a nice place, but it was the wrong place, (laughs) is that in Saudi Arabia, we were going through this checkpoint and we were driving through, and again... I'm I'm just a dumb because like this <laughs> car is bulletproof my dad's car is bulletproof while we're there all sorts of things wow. we're going through a checkpoint and the guy at the checkpoint is taking a while to like look over the paper and raise the bar and my dad starts to shout at him and like really just get into this guy and like calling him stupid and I'm like dad come on it's not that big a deal and my dad just turns to me he's like you know this is where they shoot people right in oh, the checkpoints oh, right. while you're sitting and waiting And it's just to the point that I want to just be like, Uh, oh, that doesn't happen. But yes, it does.
0: Oh, no. Like, my
1: heart is into it. But
0: no, that shit happens. So it was like your dad's anxiety turning into like, why are we still here? (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, it's not even anxiety. My dad wasn't anxious. That's the thing is my dad was just yelling at a man for taking long. He wasn't anxious. He wasn't scared or anything. He, it was business as usual to him to gotcha. just like, just shout, but it's like,
0: it's also probably, yeah, it's also that can even be a uh, societal thing. Yeah. Like, and it's, and it's, it's like you're saying me. traffic in uh, Greece.
1: Exactly. And so it's just like, it. that's one thing I can appreciate and just take with a grain of salt. It's like when there's someone who's just so pro war or something like that, 95% of the time that talking head on your show is wrong. Mm-hmm. 95% of the time that person on Fox who you know is just hateful and an idiot. You have to just give it to yourself. You have to open up your heart and just be like 5% of the time they can be right. Yeah. You just have to give it to yourself to not shut out things. Completely. Entirely. Yeah. so That's That's, that's what I take it. That's a great that when, take home message. When you see all that much, be yourself, but don't shut it all out.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: That's my little message. Yeah. Doop, doop.
0: <laughs> this was really lovely. Thank
1: you. Yeah. This was a ton of fun. I, I really enjoy this. Your show is tons of fun.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I finally got you on board. All right. All
1: right. Let's get this. Let's see if we can get on the microphone.
0: There we go. That was good. You can see the little blippy. Awesome. <laughs> Nate, the thing I say at the end of every episode, and I always mean it, is that I love you and I mean that.
1: Uh yeah, no, it's been too long since we've sat down. I know. And talked.
0: We're catching up. Yes. Old buds.
1: Whoop. <laughs> <laughs>